For the most part. For so, the most part, we'll behave. Not, yeah. not entirely, though. Land. Land. Post occupancy is big. Okay, we'll do those. Because that's. Uh, and then, yeah, and we, job. And there's going to the be twists and turns to these. Yeah, we can fill. We can fill time. Yeah. I don't know why you're, you're going to have to scooch as far over there as you can. That's it. There you go. Perfect. Just be there. Yeah. Because you're for some reason, I can't get your mic any further away than that. Good? That's good. Okay. What number is she? Troll, Cowboys. Yeah, here we go. What number are you? Talking to your mic a second. You look very nice today, I wanted to say. Oh. The suit. I like the suit. Oh. I think it's the suit. What about my uh, yeah, I like the stash wedding too. mustache? Is, is that, that what that is? Yeah, that's where we're going to ruin the photographs. Is that what it a is? A number of us have conspired. <laughs> to wear to do that? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when we all show up to my niece's wedding, she's going to be like, I'm going to kill you guys. <laughs> So you're growing your mustache with that extra all little extra. Of us are. All of you. Nice. O- October 9. Nice. <laughs> and then I'm free. <laughs> Crazy, right? Where is the wedding? Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in San Diego. Oh. Nice. I can't wait for this. You could add yeah. a, you could add the Well, mullet, we don't the we don't get into the details of that stuff. Yeah. Let let them coordinate the force because I'm the same way. Helene will tell me where I got to be and when yeah. I got to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you know, that's the way it's got to be. Hey guys, we're taping our show for this Saturday. Uh we'll be uh taping the show Las Vegas Real Estate Now. It'll be on Kdon 101.5 FM at 11 a.m. on Saturday, but I think you should stick around because we've got Darren Welsh and Cynthia Ward here and we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff even in between those segments. So stick around and listen to how this thing turns out. You never know what Darren's going to say. You just don't know. I mean, I know he has some interesting topics we might get to, um, and some actually rather spicy conversation, perhaps. We'll see. Anyway, so let's get started. We're going to jump right into this thing. Segment one. Oh, there's the music. I had a dream last night that I was off doing something else, and I missed the radio show. <gasps> it was on your mind. It was. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Ooh. Oh, we would we would attract you down. Yeah. <laughs> I oh. went to Sedona over the weekend, and so just you went to Sedona. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so nice there. So amazing there. Yeah. yeah. You ever been on Big Thunder at Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of Big Sedona? Thunder. Sedona, Sedona does. Yeah. yeah. Doing the doing the, the pink Jeep tour. No, the... The, the rocks, uh, the rocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Disneyland, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. right. Big Thunder, I think gotcha. it's called. Yeah. Gotcha. It doesn't compare in yeah. real life. Yeah. Yeah, we went, th- we took our first pink Jeep tour there oh, in yeah, we, Sedona. That was, that was, Helene was screaming. I mean, just out of her mind scared because the Jeep's like, yeah. you know, at like yeah. four degrees, you know. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like this hanging on, you know, for dear life as this guy's it's rolling surreal. through these rocks. Okay. It, really, yeah. it, was, it was fun. That's Everywhere what, you look there, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, so let's get started with segment one. Here we go. Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00048897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Today on our program, some special guests for you. We have Darren Welsh, our, our uh, general counsel here at Berkshire Hathaway. We also have my partner, Cynthia Ward. Welcome, guys. Hello, hello. Glad to have you back, Darren. So what's going on? Thanks for having me. What's going on? What's going- <laughs> so I heard about this new uh, change to NRS 118. 
is that that, that was is it, is it 118A? NRC? 118A. Yes. So in Nevada, we have the um, uh, tenant residential tenant statute. Okay. Right, and specifically, it only applies to residential, which is four units or less. Mm-hmm. And the commercial statutes for tenancy are very vague. We that's 118C. Okay. And it really doesn't talk about much. There is a unique rule we have that is rare, but okay, we don't need to get into that now. But um, okay. So they just changed the legislature. They changed the rule and said certain persons are now exempt from the rights of being a tenant. Okay. And they are, if you're on title to a property, and then you transfer title out of your name, and you immediately become a tenant for less than 90 days. Okay. You are not provided the rights of N18A, 118A. Okay. So what does that mean? You sell your house, and you need 10 days to move out. Right. So you stay there for 10 days. We call that in the industry post-occupancy. Right. Post-close occupancy. We have a special document we use for that. So they said, we're going to clarify that that occupant is not a tenant protected under the statutes of Nevada, meaning they become trespassers. If they go beyond their agreed time. Right. So they have a license, a a right to be there. So they're not trespassers because of a written agreement. Amongst the buyer, right. who's now the landlord, sort of, right. and the seller who becomes the tenant. Right. So they're no longer, if you, if you sign a lease for a year, it's another story. Right. If you stay after their, you know, 35 days, anything under 90 days, you are exempt from the protections of NRS 118A. So you're a trespasser. So what if you stay longer? Yeah. You're a trespasser. You will not get the formal protections of an eviction. So you, so they can, you can literally be put on the street immediately. Immediately. Wow. So if you, so what I'm telling people is you got to tell your clients, just sleep in your clothes, <laughs> right? Because you never know what's going to happen, right? Something comfortable, but right. something that you'd be willing to be on the streets in. Right. So it doesn't have to be a suit. No. But, you know, sweatpants. Right. Because the paparazzi's going to yeah. be there too. I you'll want to, yeah. you know, carry your medicine on you all the time. <laughs> like if you have a heart problem, yep. just in case you're dragged out and you're separated <clears throat> from everything you own. No. So the problem, what the reason these things come about is, we have people who sell a home, yeah, and then they say, "Oh, I'm not leaving." Yeah. And then the poor buyer has to get an attorney, right. file an eviction, and the seller's crazy, and yeah. they stay for eight months or something, and they finally agree to go. So now they've clarified. Okay. It's going to be easier. What it'll do is cause a a more strict conversation. I'm the seller. I thought I was going to be out in 10 days. I think I, my lawyer says I can stay a month. I think I'm going to stay. I'm no, no, you have to have a serious conversation with your attorney because of the new rules. Right. And of course we adopt these things because of California. Oh, is that what it is? It's so bad they'll make movies out of it. Remember (laughs) Pacific Heights or whatever? Oh, sure. Right. Right. I do remember that. That's an interesting twist on the law. Another gift from California. Yeah. Right. Whatever. It's like having a crazy a black sheep brother uh-huh. that you just do whatever he does. Whatever he does, don't do it. Yeah. Right. So right. in my experience, I mean, when I have a seller who needs to stay after closing and it's all written, it's all agreed to, you know, we do, 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 we do it. So how often are, are sellers not leaving? I don't. Like, not, it's once in a while. And they just like, hey, we're, we're just, yeah. just going to take our time, or yeah. we've just they, changed our mind, and they or? will continue to violate. But now we have a, we have a, at least a new aura 
right. to tell them now, it's a problem. Now, see, before it was a contractual obligation because we had a document that basically said yeah, we, what the law says we now. We put it all in writing. Right, but now it's the law. Now, and now it's the law. So now the, the contract is supported by the law. And so now the, the, you can call the sheriff's office and say, so I need pl- these guys trespassers. Will, we need them out. show up at the door and say, get out. They could. They may very well still say this is a civil matter. Right. But yeah, yeah. what seller wants to have that over their head? That's the thing. Now sellers can be now, – now the conversation – you and I have to have this conversation with mm-hmm. their clients. Say, listen, guys, yeah, you can stay 10 days, but that's it. You got to be out in ten days, or if you need, to, you got to. Everybody's got to agree. We got to negotiate. Yeah, yeah. and right. now we could negotiate. We could say, and we can extend it, right, in well, writing. And now the buyer might say, "Yeah, you can stay, but now I got to pay for a hotel, so now it's going to cost you four hundred dollars right. a day." There mm-hmm. might be a financial stay. compensation, right. and which would be only be fair at that point. Now you've changed, tried to change the rules last minute, and so I think from that perspective, we would look at it from and to be fair to all parties. Yeah, you got to cover their costs here, right. guys. You can't just stay forever. Uh, so yeah, so that that. that I, I think it validates the, the agreement we've already built into place, really. Right. Um, which is great because I remember talking to Forrest about this, and he said, yes, that agreement's there, so we don't have to follow tenancy laws. Correct. That's exactly why it was there. You know, it's interesting because it mimics what happened during the Great Recession. Oh, is that so right? So if you yeah. were foreclosed upon, you were not a tenant. You were a trespasser. Okay, right. Because the reason you were there was you were untitled and then you lost it through, you know, the, and, and there's, you could say, well, that's not fair, but it's like, well, foreclosure takes in excess of a year. Right. So you had quite a bit of warning. Yeah. But in the Great Recession, if you were a tenant and your home was foreclosed upon, you had tenancy rights. Correct. Yes. They and could they stay still, through the term of the lease. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. this will just, you know, make a more strict of a conversation. Yeah, I, and this is a California thing. No, it's Nevada. Well, it okay. was started maybe started yeah. California, but it now just passed now it's in ours. July. But it was a, California does the same thing, is what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. And the other thing that they did was um, so if you want to talk about landlord tenant changes, they did that one. Mm-hmm. The second one is they got rid of all COVID protections. Right. So those are finally all lifted yep. and. There used to be a program for mediation, right. to, which slowed down the eviction process Correct. because you could say, well, look, I'm waiting for funds from the state of Nevada because when there was a moratorium put in place, we can't evict anybody. Well, then who's going to compensate the landlords? And the federal government gave money to the state and the state held it in a fund and you had to apply for it. And right. that's how you hopefully didn't lose too much money. Right. And then you could say, well, I'm a tenant and I can't make my payment because of COVID. And then I have funds coming, and then you could ask for a stay, and you could do a mediation. The program has ended. Right. Okay. So we're back to pre-COVID, normal, seven-day pay or quit, get a hearing less than 10 days, et cetera. It's all back to normal. And the third thing they did is they clarified the never-ending question of who's responsible for what on a repair. So oh, right. they did it change used that. to stay in yep. the statute that yep. the tenant could be responsible for the first $100 okay. of a repair. Right. And, of course, landlords abused it. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. if your rent's $1,300 and your sink backs up, toilet breaks, the HVAC goes out, you name it, all the way down the line. So if it's an essential service, which is, you know, what's essential? Water. Living near a dispensary. That was a joke. I had to squeeze it in. No, she got water. You know he's going you know to bring a marijuana water. Come, come in. You know what a funny one is? Having a front door. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. You no. have to have a front door. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. You have to have a functioning door. Right. So HVAC obviously is the big one. Right. right. So you can't say, hey, the home warranty or the person I'm sending out, you have to pay the first hundred dollars or whatever. You can't put that. And even if your lease says that. Right. It's it's overwritten now. Now we yeah now we have to deal with that in a different way than we used to. It used to be anything we we wanted to we could charge them the deductible was what we basically right. were doing right. before. But now if it's if it's an if it's a, an issue of habitability we can right. no longer do that. Uh, hey guys, we're coming up on a break. We're in a few commercials. We have so much to talk about today, guys. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. That was good. That was really good. Well, I want to know about the. NRS, whatever you weren't going to say, let's not talk about it. In Nevada, the, the other one we adopted did. ten years ago. We adopted the <coughs> Arizona rule, and if it's a not residential, if it's commercial, and you don't pay your rent after you've given them seven or five—I can't remember what it is because I think it's only five days—you can change the locks. Wow! You do not have to go through a formal proceeding. Wow. Very yeah. few people know that. And that's so for commercial. You just go change the locks. All you got to do is put a note on the door of how to get access to the and when building. We're, and when you say commercial, he's talking about any uh, residential property with four or more units. No, but each of those units would be protected. Oh, oh would so they? It's a okay. restaurant. Okay, so restaurant. Okay, so commercial actual commercial. Lease. Yeah. Okay, so apartment complexes would still no, fall under the residential it, rules. Okay. You know, and we've done it in commercial management. Right. And we get in trouble. I mean, they... Yeah, I've had them where they called the police and the police were like, you got to give them the keys back. And that's like, that's not what the, but anyways, it's yeah. sort of, so the police don't know. Yeah, yeah. But it's wild, right? You can just change the locks on a commercial that is, tenant. That is pretty wild. In Nevada. Wow. You don't have to. I, I mean, yeah, but, uh, and I think when I sit here and think about it, it kind of makes sense to a certain extent. I mean, they don't, I mean, a commercial space is not intended for habitability. It's not a habitability issue. Right. It's just, you know, where you conduct your business and if you're not paying your bills. You shouldn't right. be conducting your business. Right. But I see right. evictions filed against commercial buildings all the time, and I oh, think yeah. that's crazy that they don't just, just do it. They just just lock them out. Change the lock. Just yeah. lock them out. All right. Cool. All right, let's get into segment two. Here we go. Segment two. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702 203 1165. Again, that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, we have Darren Welsh. Uh, we also have my partner Cynthia War. Cynthia, tell him your your uh, license number because uh, I forget, failed to mention that in the beginning. S dot four three zero zero zero. See, she knows it by heart. Four three zero zero zero. That's a, yeah. She's been around a while. She's been doing this a while. Yeah, you tell me by our numbers. It's funny how you learn your numbers. My kids are assigned numbers in the Clark County School District, right? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. And it's like, hey, what's your number? They're like, five, five, blah, blah, blah. Oh. You're like, my God, how do you know that? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Right? It's like your social security Well, we know number. our social security yeah. numbers. Yeah. What's yours? Yeah, right. No, we're not going to say them on the air. No, we're not going to say it on the air. Five, 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 five. In the old days, you could tell where people were from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. You know which but, state they were from. Yeah. I don't think they do that anymore. It's all different now. It is. They mix it all. My two kids have different, th- the first three first numbers. first three numbers are usually yeah. state-related. Yeah. Exactly. It used to be. Yeah. Not anymore, though. Yeah. I found a... There's too many people. I, was, I found a, <laughs> on a phone number thing, I found a, uh, a yardstick advertising the hardware store Von Tobel's in Las Vegas. Von Tobel's? Wow. I don't know if you know that family, mm-hmm. but... That goes that goes pretty far back. Yeah, and their phone number's like 58. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. 
Was it, you know what? I, 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 since we're on a tangent, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna run with it for a second. Last night, Helene and I caught on uh, on one of the the, the networks a program about uh, Frank Sinatra and Palm Springs. Oh, really? Fascinating. Oh, really, yeah. I mean, because it relates a lot to Vegas too. Yeah. You know, he. But when in, in, in his in his early '90s, when he was doing shows here in Vegas, he you know he would just he lived in Palm Springs, but he would just fly up here real quick, do a show, and then fly right back, and he would do that all the time, and he'd always have people down there, and he ran that town. He ran Palm Springs. I mean, you always thought Bob Hope did. No, it was Frank. Frank ran Palm Springs. It was pretty really? impressive. It was a, it's a great program. So if those of you who are listening, and you know, for your for your viewing pleasure, you might want to tune into that one. And, it, and there's there's a lot of references to Vegas in it as well. Anyway, we were talking before the break about some change in the in the tenancy rules. Um, you know, I think it's it's important to note that we've been kind of doing that all along. As as a uh, the realtors have had these documents that kind of said this is what where you're supposed to do it. But now the state saying it is apparent because Sin asked the question. Well, how often did this really happen? And apparently, it happened way too often. Enough. Yeah, Enough, way right? too often. So that it the state well, and felt, it really gave you know here's the dilemma: if the seller says, "Well, I'm just not leaving." Yeah. Now the buyer just goes into a panic. Sure. And it's like, well, what should I do? I have to get an attorney and I have to spend all this money. And so yeah. it really, you know, the the cloud over everyone was the confusion. And that gave the seller a lot of power. Yeah. So buyers would agree to extensions because they didn't know what else to do. Didn't have a choice. And now we have a little bit of more of a, you know, yeah. hammer for the buyer to talk to the seller and say, you understand you're a trespasser. Right. And then the seller can still say, I don't care and whatnot. But I had a couple instances where we had that happen and my buyers were having to wait. And the seller did not vacate in a timely manner and thought for some reason, like you said, oh, well, you know, this is our house. We're, you know, we'll be here as long as we need to be here. You yeah. know, and we just closed this. Oh, we only closed this 10 days ago. We got plenty of time. Right. That kind of they had that attitude about them. And then so, you know, we just we just reminded them of the agreement they had and that if they wanted to extend it, they needed to make some agreement. They didn't really want to. So we simply just just said, hey, we'll, we'll have to call the sheriff's office. Right. And we just simply said that. And then they got out. And they did. They, they Well, it took them about two days, but they did. They finally did get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, it's a, it's a, it was a, a sticky situation because yeah. how far can we press it? You know, we didn't know. We weren't really sure at the time. You can, well, it, oh, it's kind of a miracle that people can leave their houses, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you think about what you guys do for a living. You get somebody in there who's been entrenched for 5, 10, 15 years. Right. Yeah. And then you're like, hey. Yeah. This go. Sunday, I need you out. Yeah, <clears throat> I know, right? And then they take the bags they didn't unpack when they moved in. <laughs> That's right. They still got those boxes. We and, all have those. Yeah, yeah, those boxes they never opened. Yeah, right, right. Do Do you guys feel like Nevada is fifty fifty protection wise buyer seller, or do you think we're more buyer friendly contractually? Or I think that federal. I think federal law kind of forces that on us to a certain extent. To be to be yeah, a little I think bit it's of, pretty fair yeah yeah I think it, but it's pretty equal power I think you know what happened what was it maybe seven six seven years ago the the sellers gained a little more leverage in the idea that we created those deadlines that the buyer had to meet yes right. uh, that was big for sellers mm-hmm. and it, and that balanced it because before I think buyers had a lot more leverage they could cancel a transaction the day before closing because of financing contingency. Correct. You know, before that contract changed. Right. And I was like, wow, that's really scary. And receive their earnest money back. Yeah, get yeah. their earnest money back. But now that we have these new deadlines in place, it, it's kind of taken that out. And that, that balanced the equation a little bit better, I think, at that point. That was really an important move. And, and I'm glad we did it. Um, I, you know, I, I have to tell a quick story. I just had a, 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 
a seller who's we're, we're about a week away from closing and the buyer just had to cancel because it was a contingent deal this is an interesting situation it was a contingent deal and the the buyer of our house was selling their house and the buyer of that house had to get approved for a solar financing package mm. and the first buyer they had fell out right away because the solar company wouldn't approve them the second company that we went right down to a week and, and then the solar company then at that last minute said yeah no we're not going to approve you either so I, my comment to the because to, their credit wasn't no their credit was they were approved for the mortgage they were sound and the lender even said gee I don't know why they, they have outstanding credit they have sufficient funds there's no reason for the solar company to say no but the solar company say no and the solar companies killed the deal and so it's a problem it is it's a it's a real issue if they don't if they don't so the reason you have movie ratings are PG mm-hmm. G. Mm-hmm. I read this the other day. That was all self-created by the movie industry because the federal government was poking around and they were going to take it over. Right. And so they announced they were going to have the rating system. So then parents could be protected and right. you could say, oh, I know, you know, because we had because uh, if you go back to movies like the 1930s, you have those, whatever they're called, noir or whatever. Right. They're pretty racy. Yeah. And oh, it was, really? It was freaking people out because they yeah. would take go to the film and they'd see nudity or something. Right. So now we have a we oh, ra- yeah. we have rated X and okay. Right. If the solar company uh, industry across the United States doesn't come up with a standard, yeah, they're going to end up with fifty weird state regulations. Yep. And it's because I'll give you an example. We lost a sale uh, similar to yours. Right. Another agent I was working with. Um, because at the last second, the uh, everything was copacetic until the buyer announced he was not going to occupy. Oh, okay. And the solar company denied him. They do not allow either landlords or t- you know they don't want that. They don't allow uh, because I don't know why they don't want to deal with tenants. Okay, or yeah. they. They think landlords act differently. Yeah. So because of the same thing, he's completely qualified. Right. He was a, it was a, an interesting situation. He was a doctor. Wow. Uh, moving to town. So he was going to buy it for residency, uh, <clears throat> personal occupancy. Right. And then he was stuck where he was. You couldn't get there. And so he's like, well, I still want the home and I'm going to rent it. Okay. And the solar company denied him. How? Did, how yeah, again. Exactly. What, and what, why would they care? Because yeah. there's something wrong. They didn't want to have that. That's crazy. And, but again, they have to come up with a standard contract. They need to come up with a standard. This is how you do a refi. This is they, how you transfer it. Otherwise, it's just going to be, they're going to, they're not, if they're not thinking straight, the government is going to helicopter in and right. make their life hell. We have another solar story that just came up just, just today where we have a buyer who's buying a home and there's a $5,000 balance remaining on a financing package for this, this solar system. Yep. And the lender won't let the deal go through because the solar company doesn't want to step away and move behind the, the mortgage. Yep. And that's, that's a, a good one. Oh, that's like a priority? Yeah, so, they, so whoever's first is first. So right. the solar company would end up having their date, yep. predate the mortgage because the mortgage would come in afterwards. And so they would, have a, they would be the priority. They'd be the first priority. So what's the solution? Get it paid off? The, well, the so, normal solution is, is that they step away and then they let the mortgage come on, and then they reapply, and then they so that and then they would be in second place. But the mortgage company said, "Look, you know, if, unless they're going to do that, we can't. We're not going to do this. We can't. Need we a, can't be second. They need a an organization like yeah. the realtors, like yeah. you know, mortgages do it. Yeah, and you pay an annual fee to be uh, your solar company's registered. 
or you pay monthly dues. And then when you go to buy solar panels, you see that your company is a member of the solar national organization. Yep. You know, we need some regulations some- there. We need, we need, they, they can't, they should not have this much power. It's crazy. It is. It's not, it's not right. Hey guys, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour, run a few commercials. Uh, hey, great conversation so far. We got a lot more to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. We might need to like revisit that. I'm like solar. Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, no, we need to go like back into when, that. When you're a seller, I mean... We need to explain a little better. We need I to go mean, in more depth. You know, here you've, you've done this great thing. You've got solar, and now you're trying to sell your house, and then all these things can happen. Right. Yeah, I just had one where they t- told the seller that he owned it. Yeah. He believed he owned it. And it was a lease? It was a lease... But he prepaid the lease. There was an option to be like, give me ten grand, and you don't pay any more leases. Oh. Yeah. But technically, the panels are owned. Well, they get them turned back in in like 15 years. Well, they're going to have no value. Um, right. Yeah. But the buyer is like, I don't own the panels, and you told me I own the panels. Oops. And it's like, yeah, but he's like, I can't. Ha- it's stressing me out. Yeah. I said, well... When they're, they'll be dead before the, the time frame's up, if that helps you. Right. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy, right? So it doesn't right. mean anything. Yeah. They're not his panels. Wow. Yeah. The, it's, and it's like so confusing. We told to the solar company. We're like, you told them. They're like, well, that's not necessarily correct. They, yeah. We told them they don't owe anything any right. further. Right. Because they prepaid the lease. Gotcha. And it's like, oh, see, that's an example. Buzzwords and yeah. Let's talk about this on air. Let's get into right. this on air because I think this is we good. We need to yeah, give people keep, some keep advice. Going. Yeah. Let's keep going here. All right, here we go. Segment three. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. You ever have a question or an idea for the program? Please call or text me at seven zero two two zero three one one six five. Again, that's seven zero two two zero three. 1165 with me now in studio of my partner Cynthia Ord. We're also talking with Darren Welsh and we were talking about solar issues uh, and we might as well keep on this path because I think we need to explain a little bit better. So the the solar companies the, now there's there's a number of ways you can have solar in your home. Well, and everybody does it differently. Right. It could be a lease, you could own it outright, you could finance it, or you can have what's called like an, an energy agreement where basically they're on your roof and you're buying energy from the solar company. Uh, you, you don't own those either, and that's treated differently too. There's really four different things, four different ways they can be up on your roof, and so each way is a little bit different. Each way impacts the ability to sell the home. But and not all companies offer the same things. They all have. It's the wild, wild. It's, it reminds me of the old uh, the the and Tin the, Men, the, the Tin Men, pr- and the print is like this. Tiny. Yeah, it's like the old Tin Men. Yeah. You know, <clears> when they were selling they aluminum siding, it's the same thing. Yeah, they're just they're just making up the rules as they go along, and it's not right. It, and and they should not have that much power over right. real estate transactions. They really have to standardize, or they're going to regret it. I think, yeah, I think that there's going to be a ma- one seller is going to finally say that's enough. No. Because as a consumer, well, something will trigger, and if it gets too bad, they're going to regret it that they didn't do it yeah. self-imposed. Yeah. Because the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, or somebody to that effect, <clears throat> if they come in, oh boy, they're not going to be. Yeah. You know, the smaller guys will regret it because because the they'll lose out to the larger national companies. Right. 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 Because y- you you. Uh, uh, the the consumer needs to know what they're buying into. Right. Like, I'm going to live here for five years. I, you know, I'm waiting for my children to get out of high school or something, and yeah. I'm going to retire to Bo-Katan, right? Mm-hmm. I need to, but I want solar. 
Yeah. And I want to make sure that I can right. package this up and sell it to a buyer. Right. Or I'm here 30 years. Right. Or I don't like commitment at all. I just want to do it, like you said, an energy package. Right. Right. Because we're having uh, fallout after fallout where they, the solar company comes in and we, we, we have people, you know, in good faith. Mm-hmm. Do you own the solar panels? I do. Why did they say that? Well, they haven't made a payment in seven years. Right. The whole time they've lived there. We just had this happen. The buyer moves in. The buyer contacts the solar company, says, I'm the new guy. First, there was a mistake. And the solar company sent a bill. And it was a bill that some people would get and throw it in the garbage. Right. Right. Or make a call. Right. This group... The solar company sent a bill that said, oh, you haven't made a payment in seven years. We're going to ruin you. So they wow. got the form letter. Oh, no. Which caused great anxiety. I'll bet. So now the buyer's very upset. <laughs> we look deep into it. The seller company is like, oops. Did I'm sorry. Did we say we're going to destroy you? <laughs> we meant welcome to the program. Right? And so they said, we're, our mistake they paid, well, do you own them or do we own them? No, you don't own them. But but what what your seller did was prepaid the lease for the entirety. Wow. So he knows, he, you owe no further payments. It was one of the package deals you could get. Right. But we own the panels. And we're coming back to get them in like 2056. Oh, my. And it's like, well, that's, and the, now the buyer is very upset. Yeah. Because he doesn't own the panels. I mean, we try to explain to him. Can you go back to this? Can you go? Can well, the, you go back to onto the seller? Sure, but yeah. but, but technically, yeah. I told the buyer, so you don't have any damages yet. Yeah, I mean, you don't own the panels, right? But it hasn't really affected you, right? Right. And so they're just upset because they don't like the fact that something's on the roof that's not theirs. And I understand that. Sure. And I try to say, you know, look at your cell phone. If you had an iPhone from ten years ago, it would be worthless. Right. Your panels in 10, 15 years, uh, will be worthless. You won't care that that's, you don't own them anymore. That's true. They're just going to be a burden. They have a lifespan. Yeah, new they don't last forever. is going to come out. You're yeah. going to want those things off your roof. But So he's not harmed per se. Right. But he's upset. Oh, yeah. I would be too if you buy something under the understanding. Yeah. That, right. Yeah. But the seller, in total good faith, do you own them? Yes, I do. He thought he did. Because he's not made a payment. Yeah. I mean, if you're driving a car around and you haven't made a payment on your car, Right. In seven years. You're yeah. pretty confident it's yours. Yeah. Right. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. I would. That that makes perfect sense. So what would you advise the seller? Well, if, if they're, if. I th- well, first of all, you dig into it and get your lease agreement and yeah. or whatever and ask the seller company, I'm going to transfer this. Do I need to do anything? Right. right. And then they will say, if they're good, they'll have a program for transfer. And if they aren't, they'll that's, say. That's a red flag. It, it gets confusing. The chat. Yeah. yeah. The real. I mean, here's the thing. So. If, I, if I'm the buyer and I really want to pursue this and I go back to the contract, the contract says the seller provided me his home free of liens. There's no, right. Right. there's nothing here. That's so right. that better be mine because that's what they told me in the contract. Right. So the buyer decides to pursue it. They go to the seller. The seller says, okay, let me call the solar company. Solar company, hey, I got these things till 2056. What, what would a buyout cost me right now if I wanted to just turn it into a purchase? And then the solar company is going to try to rip off the seller and say, oh, yeah, so for $50,000, you can own them or something like that. We did that, and they said, um, I can't remember exact numbers except the Stupid ratios. Numbers. Here, here's what happened. So we said, what if we just bought them? Right. And they said it's thousands of dollars. Right. So whatever it was, it was $13,000 or something. Yeah. 
Right. And then we were working on it, and we got back to the solar company after we talked about it for months. We went back to them and said, okay, so remind us what the payoff is. And they had a number that was literally 60% less, I remember. Oh. And I was blown away. I said, wait a minute, I thought it was 13. Oh, that was then. The value drops every day. I'm okay. So based on your ninety <laughs> wow. days, yeah. I'm you're going to owe me money, yeah, <laughs> quickly. Right. And right. so then I even told the buyer, like, do you realize what happened? It went from thirteen to five grand. Yeah. So if you wait another six months, it's going to be four thousand. If you pretty soon you're going to owe nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But so can you believe though? Right. All no. these crazy things that are happening with solar, it, and it's, it's, it's literally you have no idea. And if you don't know how to navigate it, yeah, yeah. you know. It's That's sad. the thing. It's it's the navigation. And for 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 you and me, said it's a challenge. I right. mean, it really is a challenge in a transaction when you have solar in the transaction. First of all, let's get clear on what what's happening yeah. here. Are they owned? Are they leased? What, yeah, is it an injury? Where are we on contract, these things? Yeah. And and sometimes, like in that case, the seller doesn't really know. <laughs> they don't know. They're making right. a payment. Maybe it's a financial payment. Maybe they're just paying off a loan, or they're making a lease payment. Sometimes they don't remember or don't understand what they've got. Right. And they need to be clear on that. We need to be very very clear on that. That's really important. Um, and so when you're doing a transaction, guys, as you're listening, as you're doing a transaction with solar, make sure we, we get our, our, our data straight. Right. Make sure we understand the nature of that solar system. What is it? Is it leased? Is it owned? Is it owned outright? Is it financed? Is it an energy agreement? What is it? It's a hot topic. The interesting thing about it is, is that lenders... Hot. Yeah, it's hot. Because <laughs> of the sun. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, <laughs> lenders could kind of, they could short circuit this thing. And here's how they could do it. See if I'm if I'm if I'm a lender and I understand they're not want to be behind a lien. I understand that 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 makes perfect sense. And the solar companies that, that's that should be fixed. But everything else, the lender has to come to the recognition that hey, a lease a solar lease is still cheaper than just making utility payments. So the monthly expense for that particular buyer is going to be less than someone who doesn't have a solar lease, right? So the lease plus the actual cost is still less than it would have been right. had they just been buying electricity from NV Energy. Right. So it's less. So it shouldn't impact the loan at all, is my point. And I don't care. Own it, lease it, energy, whatever. Now, it's funny because the mortgage companies do treat energy agreements as utility payments. Right. They don't, they, those, they wash out. They say, okay, yeah, that doesn't matter. It's a utility payment. I've we don't care. some pretty high lease payments. Well, there that, are. That sometimes I think, well, I think you could do better just doing okay. it if, traditionally. True. And, and if it's a bad lease, you're right, Sin. If it's a bad lease, then yes, that's another story. But most leases, I mean, look, I guess there are some people who are paying more for a lease than they would for power. Shame on them. Right. I mean, that's a big mistake. I, you know, But most of them aren't. Most of them are just, okay, I'm paying $175 a month for this, and I'm paying you know, $42 in my bill, and that's $215 or whatever it is, and my normal electric bill is $375, so I'm, I'm better. Right. So as a lender, they always account for utility payment as part of the, the overall debt package or whatever it is. Why not just lump this in with that, guys? Stop, stop separating lease. Who cares? It's a payment. It's not... It's just treat it all as a utility payment, whether it's owned or not. I, I, to me, they could short-circuit a lot of this by just accepting the loans and letting the people do the things they need to do. And the solar companies wouldn't have a choice. So, right. oh, well, it's, it's approved. Let's go. Here we go. They have to make the transfer. Hey, guys, we're coming up on another break. I'm sorry I ran off a little bit there. I got on my tangent there. Um, but we're going to come back. we got one more segment to go through. And, and we have a lot to get to. I don't know if we're going to get to all of it, but stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. But even if the mortgage companies do exactly what you said, it's clear that some solar companies aren't playing ball. Yeah, but then then you're taking away a, a lot of any, a lot of their leverage. You're taking away a lot of their leverage because if, if the leverage here is that lender won't lend, they won't lend. Right. I think they should. Um, 
they should just flat out say that all leases, all they're all transferable. They got to be transferable. I have to be upon sale. Not, uh, upon sale. Transferable upon sale. Upon sale you know. if, if the guy bought the house, <coughs> yep, you, it goes with it. I don't right. care if his credit's two hundred. Yep, doesn't matter. Yep. Right. If they're going to approve him to buy it, they should approve. Correct. Solar should be a, if it's cash sale, it should be a moot point. It's automatically transferred. Right. Nobody right. that, that right. ends it right there. Nobody. Have you ever heard a lender go to a, a buyer and say, "Well, we got to check your electric bill before we decide to approve you"? No, they right. never do. They right. don't care about that. That's a given. Yeah. No, I think they should just be automatically transferred. Yeah. Upon transfer of title. And there's no matter what the contract says, right. it just overrides it. Right. Yep. The state could do that. They can. They could. And, and, that's, that, that's, and you were right. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Yep. Because unless they, you know, somebody's going to get upset enough. Because all it is is you have to get in front of the legislature, do a bill, and yeah. if it makes it. You know, every, we deal with all kinds of crazy bills. They try to cap rent. They try to. I know. Yeah. Deposits. Be, did North Las Vegas did something, didn't they? Didn't North Las Vegas do something? They tried to. Oh, that's a local ordinance, though. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Okay, so what was the other topics we, we were thinking about today? You had you had mentioned a couple other things. I want to make sure if we want. Oh, la- land fraud. Oh, yeah, 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 that would be a great one. Let's land do land fraud. fraud. Let's like do that. that. Land fraud. How that all played well, out. We're going to do land fraud now, guys. And what so you here did we... to remedy the seller, on, I mean, the owner of the property. Yeah, that's going to be an ugly. Uh, that's got to be ugly. Yeah. That's going to be ugly. Get, do you get calls in the middle of the night? No. No. He turns his phone off, I hope. I mean. You know, realtors don't like wake you... up till like 10 o'clock. No. <laughs> if the phone rings at seven thirty, it's like <laughs> Carly's pointing right to me. Yeah. That's usually when that's usually when I get to the office around ten. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm up before that though. You live right there. Don't <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it just seems like there's. Well, I, I guess I live in my bubble, and I don't think there's all this legal stuff happening. But clearly, there's ta- tons of yeah. issues happening. Well, I think and that you and I are more careful and and cautious maybe. and maybe a little over, you know, protective. But right. and there's other agents who Knock treat things wood. a little more never, cavalier. There, you know, they do. They well, actually, I had to get Darren involved in one thing once. Yeah. yeah. Darren loves hearing from me. Oh, no, it's Harvey again. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Segment four. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. You ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, we have Darren Welsh and Cynthia Ward, and we were talking about uh, solar issues, but uh, Darren, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about land fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, so land sale fraud—they're also called zombie land sales. Zombie land sales—that's a that. good one. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like a good movie. And it's truly happening. Okay, and we uh, were just—it's um, sort of like wire fraud, where right. the you know some imposter tells a buyer, "Hey, we changed the wire number. Right, you know, mm-hmm. wire it to my bank account in." Uh, Bangkok, right, or whatever. (laughs) Right, right. So similar problem. But I'm kind of impressed with the ability to pull off these scams. So what they do is they seek out, for the most part, land. Right. They look for land that is free and clear. Right. And they really want to see land where the taxes are delinquent. Oh. Because that is an indicator that somebody has dropped the ball. They're not paying attention. They're not paying attention. They live out of state. They just haven't, you know, they just, they won too many things. And they find this information where? It's online. It's public. It's public record. They call the realtor on the phone and they say, hey, I've got this land. I need to sell it. They come up with some story. You know, they memorize the guy's name who's on title. And they say, my name is, you know, I'm, I'm Darren Welsh. I'm the person who owns the land. I, and, oh, by the way, I'm, 
I'm in Vegas a lot. They talk really good talk. So we just had one, and they successfully scammed us. Wow. So we went all the way through. Uh I mean, think about what this person has to do. They have to convince title that they are Darren Wells. Right, right. They have to notarize a grant bargain sale deed. Right. And what was the price point? 250000 Okay. And so I'll tell you what, they did such a good job mentally of tricking everyone, escrow, everything. Yeah. Because they called and said, I want <clears throat> to sell my land. Right. And it's like, okay, well, it's this price if you need to sell it tomorrow. And it's probably this price if you're going to be a little bit more patient. I have tons of patience, they said. Okay. You know, I want to get rid of it, but I'm, this is now fire sale. Right. I'm just busy with work. I happen to be out of state. I live in Vegas. I'm not, I, I'll probably come by and look at the land tomorrow with you. Or it's tomorrow good. Yeah. This is how we talked. Right. Yeah. But of course, he never shows up. Right. And then right before it went into the MLS, he called in the last second and said, you know what? Why don't you list it at this amount? Which and was so, lower? Which was much lower. Yeah. Yeah. And so in our... What was your impression of the person that called? Were they frantic? Did they need money? Did they seem de- not at all? No, they didn't seem desperate at all. They knew how to do it. They knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then, do you think about what they've got to do? So they, we put it into escrow. We get into escrow, <coughs> and then they have to figure out a way to not appear. Right. How do you get a notary to go to Atlanta, Georgia? Right. Well, he did it. Wow. Right. And so, what what notary showed up? What did he show that notary? Yeah, he. Has we to haven't sh- figured that out yet. That's the thing. You got to produce some ID. Isn't it amazing? So you don't know what he showed the notary. We don't know yet. Yeah. So it's a big deal. It's happening. And I'd say the following. If you have a gut reaction, if you have a feeling that the seller is not really the seller, you know, think about it. We historically, as real estate industry, we don't check out the, you know, the identity of the seller because eventually it will be verified elsewhere. At escrow, yeah. And how do they make money? How does the seller make money? There's no way, there's not an easy scam there. So there's no incentive right. for someone, to, unless they're crazy. And we've all had sellers say, this is my house, sell my house. And we look up online and go, hey, this isn't someone else's name. Oh, it's my mom's name, but she's going to transfer it. And it's like, mm, yeah. no. Right. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. Or it's in a trust and they want to control of it, but their father So created. this guy got X number of dollars from the buyer. Mm-hmm. Transferred to him from the escrow company. Right. So is he, in the, is he in the wind? Oh, he's Gonzo. We have so, no idea who so he is. So, how does the buyer the buyer doesn't doesn't get their money back? It's it's complete disaster. Yeah. So I would I would yeah I'd label this one as a complete disaster. Complete so disaster. Does the title this company is, have any responsibility? Everybody does. In this? Absolutely. Everybody has responsibility. They, yeah. Everybody's the, the poor. The buyer doesn't have clear title anymore. No. But he has the title insurance policy. Right. So he'll make a claim. The real seller. Two things will happen. He either wants his land back or the money. Or the money. If right. he takes the money, now we've reduced the problem to right. a finite figure. Right. If he says, I want the land. I want my land back, yeah. that's a problem. Then we tell the buyer, we, we have to give you back your money. Right. But if he says, no, you know, it's a mess. Right. Was it, were his property taxes delinquent on this one? No. Interesting. Interesting. But if you think about it, a, a proper scam, if you put a, and we put a <coughs> sign, we put a sign up on sure. the dirt. Sure. Sure. But you don't drive by your land all the time. No. no. But if you I don't have to flush uh, toilets or do all that stuff there. Yeah. You know, and you put a sign up for sale, your neighbor may call you. Right. Hey, obviously you're selling. It's like, I'm not selling. Mm-hmm. So, or, right. or the buyer may walk over and say, a neighbor may walk over to you and say, what's going on? You're selling. Yes, I'm selling. 
Um, that's odd because I just talked to the sellers six months ago. They were going to Hawaii for a year where they're coming right back. And it's like, the sellers don't live in Hawaii. They live in Atlanta, Georgia. It's like, oh, really? <laughs> so we have had at least three of these right. that didn't go anywhere. Okay. Where someone called us and said, mm. why are you selling my land? Yeah. And we're like, hmm. Whoops. Yeah. And yeah. we so we drop it. Okay. This one made it all the way through. Wow. So it's out there. See, yeah. It's all over the United States. And you yeah. made a, you made a point in that about their identity. To me, I I, I really do count on the, the escrow company to, val- to exactly. validate and verify that. I count on that as part but of my this process. Guy had fake IDs and stuff. And yeah, usually, you, you know, what? as simple as it is, um, the, the, one of the answers is to make the seller get on a Zoom call with you. Yeah. And hold up his ID. Right. And well, say, my broker needs this, not me. Very good. Because they don't want to be photographed. Of right. course not. Right. So, it, you know, it, it's funny. It's sort of like when wire fraud. How do you fix wire fraud? You just talk on the telephone. You, you verify the numbers. Right, right, right. right. I mean, exactly. It's like, if you go back to the 70s, you know, why was my house as a child not broken into? Why? Because my grandmother was home. Oh. Yeah. So if you can plant, see, this is what we've got to do with our elderly. Yeah, you know, you just start a, a security company. They'll just sit in your house all day. I love it. Anybody knocks on the door or pokes around, they just have a shotgun, and they just sit there. And you yeah. know, you got to crank the TV up for them and stuff. Leave, right. leave out some crackers, but they're, they work cheap. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's why no one robbed your house in the old days because yeah. it was always someone there. there right. right, right, right. So they would look in the window and see ten thousand kids running around and go, "Not the good target today," and right. they would leave. So right. fraud, wire fraud. We make a phone call. Okay. And then on land sales, zombie or whatever, we get the guy on a call. I mean, not on okay. a video call. A video. We, gotta, we, need, he, yeah. Yeah, we need pictures. Yeah. We need pictures. Because who is not willing to get on a Zoom call? Right. Why would they not do Somebody that? Somebody who's Only sketchy. Only a stranger. Exactly. You know? They don't want to be photographed. Yeah. Don't get weird. Don't tell them to do it in the shower or something. Did I tell you about that case? We'll do that another time. <laughs> <laughs> That's another the day. one in the shower. The we, don't, we don't have time for that, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, it sounds it's it's intriguing, but it is. but I think when we talk, okay, so we talk we always talk about wire fraud on the show. That's yeah. like that's like that's this and is think about how easy it is to prevent it. So easy. It is the phone one call. phone call. Phone call. Right. I just oh, there's a famous case that just came out where they. Uh, you want me to tell you real yeah, quick? Please. Yeah, please. Wire fraud, and this is a good one because it got really spendy because the guy's buying a building. And he's got a franchise going along with it. Oh, wow. So he's buying the sandwich franchise okay. from the seller who also owns the freestanding building. Okay? Wow, it's a big number. It's a big number. The yeah. seller, fake seller, contacts the buyer directly via email with a fraudulent email. Oh, no. Hey, I'm so glad you're buying my building. You're buying my franchise. Oh, by the way, I need the money wired to a different account. And he's like, ah, whatever, just deal with escrow. So this fake seller emails escrow and the buyer and says, we've been talking and I need the money wired to another account to escrow. And escrow does not call the and buyer's confirm. agent oh my. and emails the buyer and says, do you realize I'm now wiring the money to XYZ? And the buyer says, yeah, I've been chatting with this guy for days. Oh, no. Well, it's a fake seller. Oh, so they close escrow. The seller, the real seller shows up. Where's my money? And escrow's like, yeah, funny. You already got it. <laughs> So they convinced escrow uh-huh. to wire the money to the wrong place. Uh-huh. They didn't contact escrow for some reason, mm. did not telephone the buyer's agent, did not telephone the seller's agent, 
Well, I don't understand how the fake seller knows which title company knows Figured all this out. stuff. How yeah. do they get all they're, those They're in your emails. They're, in, they're, they're in your emails. watching your emails. They're in your emails. Wow. They're hovering in there. Yep. That's the, that's the lesson, guys. Crazy. They're in your you got to totally assume, always assume there's someone in your emails. Know that. Just mm-hmm. assume it. Even if they aren't, just yep. assume it. Guys, what a terrific hour. Very informative. i got to thank Mark, our production director. Carly, once again, great job. And our outstanding expert contributors today, that being Cynthia Ward and Darren Welsh. You've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld. Next week, we'll have another fantastic hour for you where we're going to have Rick Senemy here from Equity Title. And maybe he'll talk about land fraud. Maybe he'll talk he, a little bit about that, too. I bet he will. I bet he could do that. Yeah. Um, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off air or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at eleven a.m. right here on one hundred one point five K Don. You know my.